I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to this podcast homily for the sixth Sunday after the Epiphany. Revisions to this series are part of the AIC's continuing celebration of the start of its second decade on the web. The musical theme is an arrangement of We Three Kings of Orient R, performed by Electron Planet. The arrangement used under license is the musical theme for the companion AIC video series Epiphany, the Manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles. Listeners may benefit from the companion AIC seasonal video series Epiphany, the Manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles, which is presented in three episodes, each linked from the digital library page with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The series offers a brief history of the evolution of Epiphany season, Anglican traditions of Epiphany, commentary on the Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for Epiphany Day, and the six Sundays after the Epiphany in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. The Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for six Sunday after the Epiphany are discussed in Episode 3. The service for six Sunday after Epiphany is read only in years when Easter is very late. In years when Easter is very early, it can be transferred to the end of Trinity season. Conditions for the transfer are discussed in the series in Episode 3. The Epistle reading for six Sunday after the Epiphany, 1 John 3, verses 1-8, to is one of St. John's most important writings on the theme of God's love for his people, based upon the Greek agape meaning a special kind of unconditional love, which is a continuing theme throughout St. John's first epistle. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. In all St. John's writings, his gospel, his three epistles, and revelation, he repeatedly refers to the mysteries of God which are now being revealed, or will soon be revealed to his people, but which are still hidden from much of the world. In this pericope, he assures Christians in verse 2b that when all is revealed, we shall be like him, and we shall see him as he is. St. John wrote his first epistle late in the first century when the beliefs of the church were under assault by the group known as the Gnostics, who advocated that one needed their help in understanding the mysteries of God. St. John taught just the opposite, that all is revealed to those who have faith, and the belief that Jesus Christ was the only begotten Son of the Father who was sent into the world, or manifested is the term he used in verse 5, so that he might, quote, destroy the works of the devil, that's verse 8b. His epistle comforts the faithful in the knowledge that what they believe is the truth with a capital T, and that all else is falsehood advocated by the forces of Satan, the evil one, who does what he has done, quote, from the beginning. That is, tempt and mislead the faithful into sin. He assures them that those who live lives following the teachings of Christ will be judged righteous, and those who live lives led by the evil one are sinful, quote, he who sins is of the devil, in verse 8a. 
In many Eastern Church scholars' writings, they argue that St. John's reference to one who sins might better have been translated from the original Greek as continues to sin. The Church provides the sacrament of confession or penance for those who do stray from the right path and seek forgiveness from the Father. The Gospel reading for sixth Sunday after the Epiphany, Matthew 24, verses 23 to 31, is part of a dialogue between Jesus and the disciples on the Mount of Olives just after he has prophesied the destruction of the temple. The disciples had wanted to know what would be the, quote, signs of his second coming. Just before the verses in the reading, Jesus refers to a great tribulation such as not been seen since the beginning of the world. That's verse 21. In the first verse of our reading, he warns, as St. John did in his first epistle, of false Christs. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. He further warns them against attempts to deceive, but to remember that his coming will be unmistakable. In verse 27 and 28, For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. The remainder of the reading is the basis for the Church's understanding of the Second Coming and the events which will accompany it. The Church has warned that no one knows the time of this event, but that the faithful should always be ready for it, whether it be today, tomorrow, next week, next month, or at any time in the future. The reference to the sign of the Son of Man has been interpreted to mean some kind of cross. The Church has also taught that his coming again will include all the signs of his glory that accompanied his ascension. Many Christian artists depict a descent of Christ in the form of a tabernacle, with the four faces described in the vision of Ezekiel, and which are used as images of the four gospel authors, Matthew as a man, Mark as a lion, Luke as an ox, and John as an eagle. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, that they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. This brings to a close our series of homilies for Epiphany season, in which we celebrate the various manifestations or shining forth to the Gentile world, both in his lifetime and at his coming again to be our judge. Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this podcast homily are available at our website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net, 
with seasonal videos and Christian education, videos linked from the digital library page, Bible study videos from the Bible study page, and podcast versions from the podcast archive page. In the AIC Bible study video series, New Testament Gospels, the Gospel reading for six Sunday after the Epiphany, Matthew 24, verses 23 to 31, is discussed and illustrated in episode 5. In the 12 days of Christmas, presented in 12 episodes from the first day of Christmas, December 25th through 12th day of Christmas, January 5th, The key word for the first day of Christmas, December 25th, is love. Love is also the subject of the podcast homily for Christmas Day. In the Lives of the Saints, a multi-episode Christian education video series presented in two series. In the first series, the 1928 Book of Common Prayer Saints, St. John is the focus of Episode 4, St. Paul of Episode 5, St. Mark of Episode 10, St. Matthew of episode 14, and St. Luke of episode 16. From the AIC Bookstore Publications, Jesus' Discourse with the Disciples on the Mount of Olives is discussed and illustrated in chapter 24 of the Gospel of Matthew, annotated and illustrated. In Layman's Lexicon, entries of interest for this podcast homily are Confession, on pages 48 to 49, Faith on 73 to 74, Love slash Loving on pages 138 to 139, Mystery, pages 150 to 151, Satan, pages 198 to 202, and Second Coming, 202 to 203. And finally, the St. Chrysostom Hymnal, an AIC bookstore publication which includes epiphany hymns or carols not found in the venerable 1940 hymnal. All these AIC bookstore publications are available using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net or directly using my Amazon Author Central page https colon right slash right slash www.amazon.com right slash author, right slash Ronald hyphen E hyphen Shibley. Everything after dot com must be in lowercase letters. My closing prayer is the collect for sixth Sunday after the Epiphany from the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. The collect is based upon a composition by the 17th century Bishop of Durham, John Cosin, and also the ideas expressed in the collect for first Sunday in Advent and second Sunday in Advent, plus today's epistle reading, 1 John 3, 1-8. O God, whose blessed Son was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil and make us the sons of God and heirs of eternal life, grant us, we beseech thee, that having this hope we may purify ourselves, even as he is pure, that when he shall appear again with power and great glory, we may be made like unto him in his eternal and glorious kingdom, where with thee, O Father, and thee, O Holy Ghost, he liveth and reigneth ever, one God, world without end. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. 
Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church, and we invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.